of the four agreements um just pages 29 and 30 so um the book goes on to kind of talk about you know at the end of page 28 that you know, us as humans, that we are like musicians. We can have uh, black magic. Um, we can use spells. And this is pretty much what the author is talking about as far as the words that we use. They give this example on page 29, a couple examples about if a person is told that, you know, there's something about them that looks as if they might be getting cancer, then it's possible in a year they might get a diagnosis of cancer. Or if someone grows up with the agreements that during our domestication period that, you know, family or, you know, people surrounding us kind of gave us, um, we can have those agreements about negative things about ourselves, such as being ugly or stupid or um, anything negative along those lines. And um, and you know, it also talks about I guess I guess going back to page twenty eight a little bit uh, that you know the mind is fertile. Uh, I mentioned that in the last recording, but I guess I find it interesting that it goes into saying, you know, the mind is fertile, but, you know, the mind has to be, like, open to that, uh, to what it is, um, to let it actually seep in, come in. So if the mind isn't ready for a certain type of words or spells or whatever you want to call them then a person is likely not going to gravitate towards that style of thinking um you know i mean i can use a i don't want to call it silly but it's kind of like a more common example right where people are like oh i want to learn a language i want to learn to speak italian or oh i want to learn you know an instrument I want to learn how to play piano or guitar or like you know I want to learn you know there's stuff that they want to that people want to learn sometimes and um you know like they say it but they're not ready and I don't want to say they as in I'm not part of that category because I am but you know I was looking at something the other day don't remember where I saw it I was all I've been all in the internet for like a couple days just kind of like online for probably too long in all honesty um but yeah I was online and I saw this um I saw this 
recording no I saw this um uh I don't know what it was it, it was probably an Instagram post you know how they have the ones that have just like the written information and it was something along the lines of you know don't talk about the stuff that you're gonna do like do it with your actions um like about your goals and your plans and stuff like don't talk about them don't share them with anybody just do them like start working on it like something like that and you know I think personally I struggle with that um I struggle with that because like um I kind of naturally came across that kind of mindset not that long ago like quite a while ago I naturally came across that mindset um that mindset of you know do what you want to do do what you know do what you want to do don't talk about it to people um you know I I can't tell you how many things I've mentioned to people that, you know, they're not everybody, but, you know, I've got some backlash about certain stuff. So, um, I'm trying to think of, well, I have a few good examples, but this was probably 10 years ago. 12 years ago, 12 years ago or so, um, I was playing guitar, I was up in, um, Hollywood, you know, I went to school, like, near downtown for a period of time, and then, you know, was, you know, mingling at this church in Hollywood, and, you know, I, I realized that they had some kind of an event Um, I don't remember how I learned about it, but I think it was because I had gone to to the service a couple times here or there, and, um, you know, so I learned about this thing that they had during the week. Let's call it a Thursday. Uh, I know it wasn't a Friday. I think it was like a Thursday or Wednesday where they had some kind of jam session. And so I invite my friend. My friend invites his dad who plays guitar. And our impression was like, okay, we're going to go and jam and just everybody jam and learn how to jam and play along. Um, so like, cause I got, you know, I'm not, I'll put it this way. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. This is going to sound negative. I don't think I have a very natural talent for music. Like I somewhat do. Um, I'm really good with like in my mind I can understand beats and rhythm very well like even like overlaying different things uh with different types of patterns where it sounds uh um pretty um you know it sounds pretty um on point but, um, 
kind of like if you've listened to songs like Communion and the Oracle by um, by Symphony X. That's a song I like. I was listening to that last night and it's got a lot of different, you know, piano, guitar, bass, drums, strings, um, a lot of different sections. They've got this mix of kind of like rock metal and classical, I think they're classically trained musicians that kind of mostly play metal, um, but like a classical style of me- of, of metal, um, and it goes really well together. Like if anyone liked like the S&M album by Metallica, I know it's a weird name, uh, I didn't notice it was a weird name till once my we kind of were having this conversation about types of music um, that kind of involve like, you know, classical or like orchestral type of music with like rock or, or things like that. And I was at work and, you know, I mentioned that album like, like, cause the, you know, supervisor or director was like, let's play, like, if you guys have any albums like that, like, she was like, yeah, we can play a couple songs. And I was like, what about the S&M album? And she was just like looking at me. She gave me like this weird look and I was like, uh, and I kind of like realized what I said and I was like, never mind. Um, but that's the name of the album. <laughs> like it has, in my mind, it has nothing to do with actual S&M. Um, but it's just, it stands for San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. That's the S and Metallica. So it's S for the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra and M for Metallica. Um, But yeah, I don't, I guess I just kind of loosely said it, not really thinking about the meaning of that. But yeah, I, you know, I I quickly was like realizing why she gave me like some weird look and I was just like, oh yeah, like it's like, why don't you check out, um, you know, this, band symphony x and like i said like that was you know a song that i liked and so she finds it on i don't know what um app or something and starts playing it through the office um it's a small office but yeah everyone's like oh it was a nice song and like um but yeah i kind of understand that type of music um like when i think about music writing music usually that's kind of in my mind like how it goes and for me a game changer has been you know dabbling with computer music like music on computers uh through software because I guess I lack lately um I've lacked kind of the discipline to actually practice my instruments um and when I do it's not like too often like not as much as I used to practice at all so um you know my motor memory is kind of not exactly where I would like it to be and you know I'm not like hard on myself about it especially because I don't really play much but like I used to play like at church and all kinds of stuff and so I had more reasons to play because I was around more people and had more opportunities at my disposal to like play more often like I would usually have some type of performance with a group um like two times a month like maybe you know so I at least had about 
two practices a month that involve me practicing with other people. Um, and that worked for me. You know, I did that for years. It worked well for me. And it was something that I enjoyed. Um, it's probably, it's probably one of the things I miss almost the most, um, about, you know, that I grew up in church is stuff like that, where you're kind of like eating together or doing like missions, even like small missions where you're like actually like, you know, feeding the homeless and doing like productive stuff or playing music and helping people who want to worship to kind of get, you know, in some kind of a uh, mindset um, to kind of, you know, like lift, help them lift their spirits. Like music is really helpful. And so, yeah, I really liked that. I was really into that a lot of the time when I was, when I was kind of growing up. Um, and especially during college and everything and late years of, of high school. And so, yeah, I, I really was, um, um, pretty interested in that type of thing. Um, but I guess what happened, um, you know, I used to use the software that was called Propellerhead. It was by Propellerhead. I think it was from some country in like Sweden or something, some place in like Sweden. I think it was like Propellerhead.se was the website. And then they changed it to Reason Studios. Um, but Reason was Reason and then Record. Those were two of the software packages you could get. Um, record was good because you could plug in your guitar and then Reason, I came across Reason, uh, one of my friends had it and I think he told me about it or let me use it or something and I was like, this is some powerful software and I geeked the F out on that thing. Um, I loved it and, you know, this weekend I'm going to get back into playing more, but at least on my computer, but yeah, I was like, so, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't call it uninspired, but I, you know, I was very inspired back in the day, but now, you know, I, you know, it just, other things kind of took uh, you know, priority and, you know, it's a big part of myself that I've kind of honestly lost in the last, like, decade or so, you know, just being so, like, involved in music as far as playing it and doing it with other people. Now, I've definitely gotten more into, like, dancing and going out and, you know, clubs, bars, DJs, raves, festivals, like uh, other kinds of concerts. I've done a lot of that in the past couple years, more than ever in my life. And so, you know, I'm still very involved, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes with the culture that I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to really say with it, but 
um yeah so something that happened when I was trying to you know get involved with that music group in Hollywood like they weren't like a group but you know that church had a lot of you know artsy people you know there were a lot of people into film a lot of people into acting a lot of people into you know every different aspect of like the entertainment industry like that's normal LA in LA that's normal to find people who are musical uh, artistic you know people flock here for that reason and you know so there is this culture like the more closer you are to like downtown in Hollywood and those kind of areas you kind of see more of like you know people majoring in film and like all these different types of things uh, that people get involved in artistically because you know it's just part of the culture out here and a lot of the industry is out here too but even if you're just on a small scale like I was literally just you know playing instruments like at a church like I wasn't doing anything too major and then I'd practice at home and come home and you know I started screwing around on this software to try to make like EDM and I got into this is when I started getting into dubstep like it was before Skrillex became popular um but right when you know dubstep started getting a little popular in the U.S um a little bit and I would get those computer music and future music magazines so I go to this you know event that's on like a weekday at the church but it's like they open a room so we can kind of do this supposed jam session we all take out our guitars and there's a guy kind of talking about you know I don't remember what he was talking about but it was kind of like about kind of some theory related topic and I was kind of like okay um so he was involved in some kind of theoretical kind of activity um theoretical kind of like uh talking about what we were going to do that night or how we were going to think and then he gave us kind of this assignment to come back next week and we're gonna do this during the week and you know so we had to you know come back the next week um I think it was with a song um and I guess the second part of it was there was something we needed to explain about the song um I don't know what it was like let's say for example something about the rhythm or the beat or like something that we liked about it and just describe it to us to him or whatever or describe it to the group but we didn't actually jam or anything but we were kind of like each going around in the circle before he gave us that assignment and he kind of told us each like what to what um like we kind of explained ourselves so um one of the guys that was there was a a musician that played piano Another, the guy who was giving the talk was, um, I can't remember if he was a singer or a guitarist or what, but he was musical and he was leading the group. And then it was me, my friend, my friend's dad. I can't remember if there was a different, another person, but maybe there was. I feel like there was another guy that was there because the guy on the piano and the other guy that, that was usually into acting and stuff, I think 
both of them were there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't really know these people too good. Like, I kind of did, but kind of didn't. Um, so I noticed they had all that kind of stuff going on, uh, that we were talking and everything. And when I went around, you know, when we went around the circle and I started talking about myself and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I've been playing guitar since eighth grade and like I practice, like back then I used to practice all the time and I play at this church, you know, at that time I was, you know, I think still involved playing for this Vespers that was once a month, Friday nights or whatever. Um, uh, and it was through a church, but, you know, it wasn't the church service. It was like the Sabbath church service, uh, Friday night Sabbath church service, um, bringing in the Sabbath. But, yeah, I was playing basically um, there. Um, and on occasion, if they needed me, you know, if I was invited to play for like some other thing, uh, I'd go and I'd join. But... You know, I wasn't too clear on, you know, what exactly, you know, I, like, I don't know, we were just testing it out. It was a, an activity during the week, but it wasn't close, you know, Hollywood's not close to, I've never lived, like, close to Hollywood, um, it's always been a distance in traffic, at least 30 minutes away, usually it's almost like an hour, it's like 50 minutes with no traffic, usually 45 to 50 minutes, and so, yeah, it was a bit of a distance, and, you know, the economy was bad and everything, and so I remember when I was talking about myself, you know, and my experiences, and when I re when I mentioned like yeah, I use like Reason Propeller Head software, and I'm trying to learn that. And this guy who was teaching was like, uh, he was kind of like, I don't really think, like he was like, I know people who have spent years of their lives trying to trying to learn that software who are professionals, and you know they still have a hard time with it. And I was in grad school at this time, and, you know, back at this time, the reason why I'm mentioning all this, I guess, I'm, I'm having trouble organizing my thoughts, but, you know, I realized at that time in my life, I haven't, I hadn't had so many um, significant setbacks or things that had come up that gave me a lot of negative perspective about myself. Like, I definitely had some kind of negative perspectives about myself and I still do have some of those but some of the stuff that I um you know had negative perspectives on um yeah some of it uh, that I had negative perspectives on about myself I um you know, that grew over time, and, you know, when I was sitting in that, uh, you know, that, you know, activity, and this guy said that, I was just like, wow, like, in my head, I was like, how dare he say that, you know, like, that's 
that's BS. Like, I can do anything I want if I just sit and I study and I learn it. And I had learned a lot at that point and I had made some tunes at that point. And my friend that was there with me, I used to send them some of my music and write these little songs. You know, it was nothing, but, you know, I liked it. It was what I did because I was enjoying myself. And, um, you know, I... Um, really was not too pleased that this guy was so negative. I was just like pretty shocked, pretty surprised, pretty annoyed. Um, just pretty much like, okay, like why would somebody use their energy to say that to someone? Um, so it kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth about, you know, that, um, event, um, and then the next week, uh, we were supposed to have the workshop the next week, and I think, you know, I messaged him, I don't know if it was on let's say it was a Thursday or Friday or something. I don't know. I can't remember. This is so, so long ago. Cause the problem is, okay, I'll put it this way. So I live South, like we live South of the 10. And so like, like closer towards Long Beach. And so not in Long Beach, but closer towards Long Beach, you know, like, so pretty much if you know, LA Long Beach is nowhere near Hollywood. And I was at Cal State LA going to school. So if I wanted to do events like that one that were like at 7.30 at night or something or 8 p.m. at night in Hollywood, I would have to, you know, if it was on a school day, I would usually stay at school till like 30, 40 minutes before then start driving to Hollywood, right? So... I remember studying and being there, staying there, studying for a very long time um, to be able to wait to go to that event. Um, And it was fun. I had a good time, but it was like, you know, that was the first, I only went the first day. And then the second day I was going to go, but I was like, you know, gas is expensive. I wasn't working. I was in grad school. I had student loans, but like, you know, money was kind of tight and it wasn't going to be free for me to drive all the way there and then drive all the way home. And I can't remember if I was tired. Um, I can't remember if it was the first night or the second night when I was going to go, uh, the second, which would have been the second week. But one of those days I had like five bucks in my wallet. I remember that I had like $5 in my wallet. I don't know how much was in my bank, but probably not a lot. And I had five bucks in my wallet and I was like, Oh shoot. Um, I can't remember if I was working at that time. I feel like I wasn't, but maybe I was, I think I wasn't though. And I remember, you know, being like, I'll message this guy and see how the event went. Cause I guess it was like the day before or something. And I had been thinking during the week if I was going to go. And then the night, the night before, cause I realized when we left, None of us exchanged information. Like I had my friend's information and I think I had some of the other guys on like Facebook or something, but we hadn't like exchanged, like formally exchanged information. 
Um, and I think the guy who um, who was leading it, I think the friend that I used to meet at that church, I think she knew him. Um, they were, uh, she was kind of friends with everybody. So I'd say that they were friend friendly together. Uh, but I didn't really know him. So I remember kind of asking my friend, um, later, um, she was just like a friend that I pretty much only saw at church. Uh, but it was cool cause she was cool. And the church was, it was pretty cool to go. And somebody was there that I, that I knew, like I coordinate to go see her. She lived in like Simi Valley or something and she was cool. Like I liked how nice she was. Like we, she was always friendly and polite and you know, like we had a good time going to church and like there'd be potlucks and stuff and I'd hang out with her and she introduced me to people and stuff. And so I started feeling comfortable there because of her. Um, and mind you, it's like 50 minutes one way in the morning, usually on a Saturday morning. So if church started at 11, I would leave at 10 and usually get there on time. But then usually coming back, there would be traffic because it's Saturday afternoon in LA. So there's traffic. And so that wasn't the most convenient option for me to go to church, but I liked it. Like it was worth the drive for me to go all the way over there. But I mean, I don't think that that guy, the situation with that guy made me feel like I couldn't go there anymore. But there were some other interactions I had with him. Like when I was, I guess it was the day after, or sorry, the day, yeah, the day after that second session would have been, I was like, how did it how did it go I hope it went well um I just wanted to let you know I did do the assignment and I kind of gave my information about like written you know and I was like kind of like sorry I couldn't make it like it was far I didn't have money for gas I live like like 50 miles away or something like 40 50 miles away you know it's not like it's close for me and it's inconvenient because it's like I've got like this four hour gap in my day where it's like if I really don't want to study that bad you know like you know like I don't want to stay all day just to go to a a thing like that and so like I didn't say all that but it was kind of like it was time and energy consuming you know like to stay at school past your classes to you know, go do some other event, which I used to do stuff like that all the time. Um, but you know, it was kind of like, sometimes you're like, "Eh, I just want to go home. Like I still got to drive like an hour to 90 minutes to get home. And so it's like, you know, I usually tried my best to not get too tired or too overwhelmed or too exhausted from like being there. Cause like, once I go home, I'm not going to wait like what two hours. Like if I had to be somewhere at seven, for example, I'd probably have to leave at like six or five thirty to get all the way back up there. And it's like, okay, if I'm leaving at four and then I have to leave again at like five thirty, versus if I just get out of class at four and then stay till almost seven and then leave from the campus, like that's different. So yeah, it's kinda you know, he, he had an attitude with me about that message that I sent him and he was like, I can't believe that nobody came you know, it was a waste of my time. I came all the way over there and, um, you know, nobody was there and nobody even mentioned that they weren't going to come. And, you know, 
the next thing he said in that message was something along the lines of, you know, you definitely need some musical training. Uh, you should think about, you know, getting into a class because I don't know what you're talking about. What, what, what the exp explanation that I was kind of giving for like that musical assignment. And I was just kind of like, I found him to be just really rude. And I was a little, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by it. But back then I was surprised by it because I was like expecting, you know, these are like church people or whatever. And here's this guy, second time, second interaction I've ever had with him. He's already got an attitude. And I remember, let's say some months or weeks after that, I went back to the church and, you know, he was there and, you know, they do this greeting and I remember seeing him and you know we were like I was going like down the aisle and he was kind of coming up the aisle um because we were shaking different people's hands like depending on what side of the seats and stuff so you know I was like let me just get up out of my seat and like go a little like a few pews down or whatever and so I started to like I don't remember if we shook hands or what but I remember he gave me some weird look like kind of like this strange look where I was just kind of like it was kind of one of those looks where you, where you kind of get the vibe like this person does not want to interact with me um and like just that experience it's kind of weird I know I took way too long explaining it but um it is kind of weird but um one thing about it was that you know, I wasn't too, um, um, like, I guess I did kind of have my feelings hurt, but I didn't really believe him, if that makes sense, when he was telling me, like, oh, you can't do, um, you, you, you might never learn reason, or, uh, like the software or you might you know like you're you definitely need some kind of musical training kind of thing I'm just thinking like dude I've been playing music for like ages by that point and I'm not trying to become a professional musician you know like it was a hobby I don't think you have to go about hobbies you know in a very strategic very theoretical way like you can but I actually did get musical training you know, some, like, uh, not like a lot of those people, like a lot of those people were like professional musicians. And so I'm just thinking like, okay, he's kind of like holding me to some weird thing. And it's like, I just came here to like screw around. I thought we were just going to all bring out our guitars and just jam and just figure it out. Like, I wasn't trying to do all this theory for multiple weeks in a row. It's like, you know, I wasn't trying to do all that. So, you know, I was like, I'm not going to argue with this guy about this kind of stuff, but like, I feel like he kind of had his own issues going on and maybe he wasn't really fully doing it to be, you know, creating like a community casual environment. Like he kind of had some other issues going on with that where he didn't have a lot of patience and I was kind of like, I was understanding that he drove all the way over there where nobody communicated, but um, I feel like I did communicate. I feel like I asked my friend to tell him that I couldn't 
make it or that I message somebody and ask them to tell that guy that I can't make it. I feel like that's what I did. I don't know if I thought about it or did it. But anyways, I mean, uh, the guy decided to be pretty hurtful. Like, he wasn't the easiest to be around. And because that second week my friend didn't want to go, I was, like, a lot less motivated to go because I was like, what well, was cool to hang out with him. But, um, and, you know, his dad and stuff. But, you know, I didn't really want to deal with too much else. Um... So yeah, I was, I kind of, I kind of liked, um, you know, that, you know, I wasn't really, like, of course the memory stuck with me, but it's not a memory where I'm like, where I have doubts about myself because of somebody like that. Um, like all the stuff that he said just kind of, I, I was hurt and a little offended, but mostly because I felt like he was wrong. Like he was wrong for being rude and for not really trying to understand my perspective. And I felt like he was kind of taking jabs and being negative about, you know, my creative choices and stuff. And like it wasn't a lot it's not like this was like some toxic relationship that lasted for like years it was like a a three I've had three total interactions with this guy and one of them was through Facebook kind of so yeah I but none of them were good none of them were good interactions and I'm like wow um but you know he had something that I wanted or I thought he had something that I wanted so I was a little willing initially to kind of put up with it because I was like yeah that was a rude thing to say but also he's wrong because I'd already been doing the stuff that he was telling me that I can't do I mean I wasn't even getting trained by you know like I was getting training through I, I would get computer music magazine um from like Barnes and Noble or something or Borders I don't know if Borders was around then but Barnes and Noble um, and, you know, it always came with the CD back then. It came with like a CD-ROM <laughs> attached to it. And I still have a small stack of those, um, CD-ROMs and it came with these CD-ROMs, um, attached onto it. And, um, I basically took those CD-ROMs and magazines and anything that had reason in it reason uh propeller head uh software or record software i learned the little tutorials and i went these were these were professional musicians usually from the uk but professional musicians who uh did all their own like music and stuff all the mastering everything on, on computers using mostly like a keyboard with the MIDI cable. They didn't have a whole lot of other instruments, maybe some speakers, maybe, um, I don't know. They didn't have a whole lot of other like external instruments. It was just this software mostly. And then they would buy like all these plugins and all this other stuff to like put in there. So I didn't spend a whole lot of extra money on that stuff. But what I did was I kept, you know, I kept 
you know, I kept learning from the the stuff that they would that they would talk about. Um, and I did this for a few years and I actually learned the software good enough that I could use it without like anything. And so, you know, for that person to say something like that, I was like, wow, you know, like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, cause I was just thinking in my head, I was like, well, if I wasn't in grad school studying a whole completely other thing. And I was doing this while I was in grad school with a full caseload working on a thesis, you know, and not even living anywhere near school, um, still volunteering at the church and doing all these other, like, I don't know how I had that much energy back then. Like, and that's something that I kind of tell myself now is like, you know, my, my energy is low and, you know, um, then I need to like protect my energy and rest more. And I've kind of noticed that narrative a lot more than the narrative I used to previously have which was like plow through everything I got this I can do any of this like all it takes is sitting and doing it but you know I did get in a time period where I didn't really balance out my life enough to where I could sustain that when I was at my most stressed and you know my health started getting affected and everything so and I never even went to the doctor or psychiatrist for any of that stuff back then like I just was like whatever um I'm not I'm not proud of it I'm not saying I would recommend that or that that's good it's not good to do um but yeah like um I would say the power of words is you know it is important it's very important to pay attention to um you know um what are some things that are, you know, um, what are some things that happen with the power of words? Um, so, you know, with the power of words, you have, um, uh, you know, like I've noticed anyways that I have memories about about situations um where somebody said something you know and that's something that I'm working on but I definitely get irritated and angry with people who try to get in my way like I've definitely noticed that that's something I'm newly noticing is when I feel like somebody is trying to discourage me from doing something like you know I'm in the process of selling my car and not that long ago you know my folks were kind of on my case about it thinking that you know they were saying like you're asking too low of a price and like I could tell there was like disappointment in my dad's voice and like you know then they started like grilling me about all this other stuff and I'm just like what on earth you know, I was pretty upset about it for like two days or so. I was just like, you know, they have no right to tell me what to do with my car, you know, and to be overstepping and like trying to get in my business and asking me like a hundred thousand questions. It's like, I didn't invite you into this. Like you were being nosy asking me what I was doing. And then I kind of regretted that I had told them, you know, cause I am pretty careful with what I say to certain people, parents, certain people, 
you know, I don't really spend too much time being open with people that I notice are too negative. Um, that's something that I really try to cut out is if I notice that somebody's being negative, I'll usually give it quite a lot of chances, but once I notice it and I'm like, you know, these ideas that these people have get stuck in my head. Like, I don't need that, you know, like I've got this friend that is so negative about, you know, everybody and everything and humans in general and you know I'm getting these lengthy messages about his streams of consciousness about God only knows what you know it's it's always about just like despair and you know any anyone who's kind of in a in a position not a position of authority necessarily but like anyone who's kind of got an idea of, um, you know, not necessarily, I don't know what to call it, not that they're trying to control, but, you know, any, like, psychiatrists, doctors, teachers, bosses, um, he's got issues with all these types of people, uh, and seems to almost have a prejudice against people who, um, who, you know, work in psychology or people who go to school and get degrees or people who work their way up the ladder and become a boss. Um, now I know he's had negative experiences with people, but I'm like, uh, at the same time, I'm like, not all those people are bad. Not all those people mean bad. Like I've definitely had plenty of experiences with bosses that were great. I've had plenty of experiences with you know, professors that were great, you know, like some people love to teach and I've luckily come across in my life so many people who love to teach and I love to learn. So I was like, you know, I've had so many experiences with people who are so great, you know, um, and, you know, I've also had so many experiences with people who were dicks you know, I've had a lot of, uh, bosses with narcissistic traits and professors with narcissistic traits. Like, oh my gosh, I've told this story before, but, and then I'll wrap up, but basically I'll keep it short that, you know, I used to have a, a professor, you know, we used to call her Dr. D. Um, and she's famous now. She, she, did this um show called thin intervention thin ter thin intervention like intervention but for like weight so they called it thin intervention and her name is dr ramani dervasala and i remember when she was walking through the halls like this is when i was at cal state la and i was in you know like she, I would be walking through the hall. She would walk through the halls and she always had these heels and we could like hear her walking. And a lot of us were like a little not happy, um, with our experiences with her. Um, but she was really, um, she wasn't, she was tough. I don't know if she was mean. 
she wasn't polite or like nice necessarily she was a little on the direct end not super sensitive but I've I've had worse <laughs> but she was probably the first professor um at a at a university that I came across that I was just like wow like something's up with her you know <laughs> like something was like like because it's not even like a popularity contest or like you know like a lot of the people I tend to associate with do tend to ha- kind of have a very lenient and tolerant kind of perspective of others like they're not like usually like I hate everybody I hate this person let me go talk crap about that person like there's always going to be a little bit of politics like that uh and in cohorts in workspaces in classrooms whatever there's always going to be that unpopular professor or whatever but I don't usually buy into that kind of thing I kind of try to look at a more well-rounded idea of people so even if it's bosses or supervisors or teachers or whatever I've always tried to form my own opinions, but it's always interesting when I have my own opinion and then other people, I start seeing that they have those same opinions too. Um, Because usually I'll latch on to it and like I'll catch it and I'll be like, wow, this person has an intense personality. And it's kind of funny because I listen to this um, YouTube channel called Cults to Consciousness and uh I think the lady who is usually speaking her name is is I don't know how to pronounce it it's like Shalice Ann Sola or something like that and she was she mentioned this week about getting uh Dr. Devasola on there and I was like I don't know if that's her last name anymore or what but I know her first name is Romani and I think they called her Dr. Romani or something like that and I was just like oh no like she's still you know because I guess she talks about narcissism and that's something that I've noticed a lot is you know when you I'm not saying she's diagnosed with narcissism with narcissistic personality disorder um I kind of got that vibe but then I came across other people in the psych world who I feel like were way worse um like she was direct and everything, but I don't, I don't know if she was like bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if she was like taking advantage of students or anything. Um, I just know that we all had the same. Like when one of my friends mentioned, like when I hear her heels coming down the hallway, like I feel like a little like anxiety, and I was like, yeah, me too. Like everybody was kind of like, you could hear her walking around with those heels, and you know it was kind of interesting but yeah I've noticed in the psych field and you know higher ups and bosses in general a lot of times can have traits of narcissism Um, and one thing I've noticed with people with narcissistic traits is that they gaslight a lot and they lie about a lot of stuff and they almost never admit their faults or acknowledge their faults and they try to take advantage of people um trying to get their way doing what they want to do um to get their way and 
you know, they don't necessarily care who they step on to get their way or how they do it. A lot of times they're emotionally abusive. They can be physically abusive. And then they lie about it, you know. It's like, that's just kind of how they are. And I've noticed a lot of them uh, are in the field of psychology or medicine or, you know, professors or positions where they're, you know, bosses and they have people under them, you know, um, and then they practice this kind of negativity um, that they just spread. It's really hard to explain, but I think I have an eye for it. Like, I can spot those people very well, and I think it's because they kind of try to leech onto me. Um, I don't talk too much about my beliefs, but I believe that there is a lot of power and strength in in compassion and authenticity and sensitivity. I don't believe that throwing your weight around shows that you're a powerful person. I think it actually shows that you're more insecure. Um... Now, I'm not talking about self-defense, but I'm talking about someone who's always on the defensive and always offending people and always trying to get over on people. Those people, you know, have their own issues going on. And, you know, I've had bosses or directors lie about pay rates to me. I've had them lie about, you know, what they were or weren't doing or what they did or didn't say or try to just get a reaction and a rise out of me. I used to have a supervisor that, you know, was fascinated by the fact that after one time that she chewed me out and she could see that I was visibly upset by how she was treating me and, you know, she was trying to make people cry. Now, I definitely had tears welling up in my eyes, but... She was trying to make me cry, but I didn't necessarily. And then the next week she had, she had that as a lesson. You know, this is a, like about people being able to cry or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck kind of like fucked up kind of thing is that to do? And then I noticed she was doing that to other students and stuff. And I was just kind of like, that's fucking abusive. And she's crazy. Like, um, and, you know, she would say things, just negative things, like, you're not good at this, you don't really know what you're doing, and I was thinking, like, well, if I'm not good at this, then fire my ass, like, I can't be that bad, you know, I'm making money for this company, I have, you know, a lot, like, and everyone after that was so shocked and surprised with how good I was at my job. Even when I left, everyone was like, please don't leave. Like, you're an asset to this company. Like, bosses were telling me, you know, that they want me there and everything. And so I never understood, you know, like, when there were people like that, they were just always, like, just trying to cut pretty deep with things and instill some idea that somebody can't do something. It's like, to me, I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to accomplish here, you know? Um, someone who's in grad school, someone who's, uh, trying to get a PhD, you know, you're going to try to like tell them that they can't do something or whatever, or become a barrier for, for multiple people just because you can. Um, like I know that, you know, some people believe in hazing and stuff like that, but it's just inappropriate. 
And I've come across so many people like that that are so into trying to break people down, you know. I've experienced it, and I think, you know, I've noticed that because I can stay pretty calm, because I can stay pretty even, uh, because I don't appear to be irrational or erratic or easily upset, even though I, I, I am very easily upset or, you know, things like that, but, you know, you know, I'm pretty careful, you know, with people a lot of the times, like, and especially looking out for myself. Because there are plenty of people that I've come across that, you know, they're not going to look out for me, you know. Um, And I feel like it's honestly in society, those types of things I've described, all those types of situations where people are rude or people are just not, you know, helpful. um, Those types of people are coming up more and more. Um... I've noticed a lot of people coming across, you know, bosses who lie about stuff and act all kind of weird ways and all kinds of stuff like that. And so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, promote that kind of thing. I don't think it's good. Um, These people definitely have issues going on Um, and they're everywhere. They're all over the place you know, but usually in higher positions, there's a lot of them in higher positions, um, you know, and that's kind of how they got there, you know, and they think that it's okay to be able to use those methods, um, uh, and, You know, a lot of times it's, they make it so it's your word versus theirs. And they can tell that you're not going to do anything, you know. And, you know, I I try not to be vindictive, but at the same time, I try to be pretty open and honest about, about stuff. And I think it's fine if you want to sit on something for a few years, even, you know, just to be able to, you know, put some kind of warning to something, um, you know, for other people, you know, I'm big into reviews, um, you know, if I am kind of in a situation where somebody is, you know, acting out, you know, I think it's appropriate to review, you know, Yelp has a lot of places to review. There's different work sites or job career type sites like Glassdoor and other places where you can review your job, review your bosses. There used to be the site ratemyprofessor.com. I don't know if it's still, let me look it up because I keep thinking about it and I don't even know if it exists. Rate my professor. Let's see. It's still there. Wow. This site is so old. Um, 
Let me see. I'm typing in one. Why is it autocorrecting something weird? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna. I gotta do all this country state stuff, whatever. Um, but yeah, I. Um, you know. I'm. I'm basically. Um, yeah, like it's something to look out for, like the words that people say, the explanations that people give, it's definitely something to look out for. Um, don't take it in, you know, I'm living proof that if you want to learn something, you can do it. All it really takes like what I've noticed, if you want to learn something, it doesn't really matter how much natural skill you have. Um, the only thing that really matters is if there's a deadline for how fast you need to learn it. Because if you don't have a natural skill for something, it might take you longer for your brain to kind of like under understand certain stuff or wrap your head around certain topics. Like I think most of us, you know, who aren't geniuses, you know have a certain topic where we're like this one is definitely hard for me you know like maybe history is hard because the dates are hard to remember or the names are hard to remember or you know maybe music is hard because you just you have no ear for music or maybe you know playing the drums is hard because you have no sense of rhythm or you know but it's not that you can't do it it's just that maybe it's difficult and that might just be the reality that maybe there's not a natural talent but I, I am living proof that, you know, you can learn anything. Um, anything I've set my mind to learn, I have been able to learn it. And, you know, all it really takes is sitting down with it multiple consecutive days for a very long period of time, usually over months or years, and just sitting there and plugging away for a long time every day. And just sitting with all that material and sitting with it and working with it and um, you will learn how to do what it is that you need to do uh, what it is that you're trying to do you'll learn it um, you'll get good at it you'll get skilled and it'll work out and um, yeah you're you're gonna, you know, you might have, you know, some challenges, you know, but you can, you can do it, you know, just, it takes a while sometimes to sit with the challenging parts and figure that out, but you can do it, you can learn anything, um, you know, nobody really has the right to tell you otherwise, nobody has the right to try to break you down, um, 
and what I definitely notice is that a lot of these people who try to break you down when you start looking at them and their lives and they have all these other insecurities that they've got going on and a lot of times when I encounter someone who is negative in my face getting in my business overstepping boundaries um you know rude about something negative about something gaslighting me one of those things multiple of those things or all of those things um you know I take a step back and I look at the situation and I'm like why is this person doing what they are doing and usually first of all it's because they think they can do it that's usually first of all why they're going to do it right like if like all of us treat people differently right and if you have certain people in your life that you can maybe maybe don't realize but you kind of maybe you can joke around with certain people or other people maybe you get into these passionate debates and you end up in little arguments here and there or other people you know you don't really talk because there's not really a lot of conversation like but you do like events together or something like watch sports or something I don't know like something that doesn't involve a lot of talking go to movies together or something like that um you know when you have those kind of situations usually you know it's usually gonna work out all right you know like you're not gonna usually um um yeah you're not gonna usually have like you know major issues um yeah you're not gonna usually have have to deal with um some kind of a major a major problem you know when there's somebody who's you know like when you're just thinking about it you know when you think about why they're doing that like not on your end like but usually they think they can act like that you know like why do I joke around with certain people and other people are more serious like certain people I feel like they don't have a sense of humor and when I realize that I'm like well why am I going to keep joking you know and or certain people were really silly together and that's just kind of how we are and certain people we're really artsy together certain people we just get stoned or drunk together you know certain people you know we can have a depth of conversation certain people you really can't you know but even when it just comes to general talking to people you kind of start to realize you know you can treat people kind of like a little differently according to kind of like how they naturally are um what they gravitate towards now i'm not saying necessarily people pleasing and i'm not saying being inauthentic but it's like we all have multiple sides to ourselves and it's like if you if you have a sense of humor and you're a silly person you can also be a serious person like it doesn't have to be just like 
completely one or the other all all the time you know um you can kind of gauge the situation and see kind of what's the best way uh to interact you know uh to have a bond with this person but what i've noticed is you can usually tell if a person is not um trying to do that and they're trying to get over you because they've got some other pain going on and i'm not saying that it's ever okay but for example situations like where i have you know my parents up in my business all of a sudden about something it's like okay like you can be up in my business about something um but in my mind I'm like this is none of your business you know what I mean it's like this isn't your business um to be involved at you know to be involved in this is nothing um that you should you know concern yourself with you know what I mean it's like sometimes people feel like they can concern themselves with certain stuff and it's like the answer is no no you cannot you know get in my life and start dictating to me you know how you want me to be you know I'm an adult I have my own independence I make my own decisions you know if somebody wants to tell me that I can't do something or act disappointed because they want me to do something their way you know that's kind of what that is right it's like if I tell somebody I'm selling something for example and then they're like why are you getting it at that low price like acting like I didn't research it acting like I didn't understand what I'm doing acting like I don't know what I'm doing acting like I haven't been reading up on this process and asking people who are professionals what the steps are that I need to take and if they kind of just assume I'm just by the seat of my pants like doing something you know always just like assuming the worst you know and it's like those are the types of people that I'm like well I'm not going to share information with them anymore then because why should I give them more fuel to you know be disappointed about how I decide to live my life it's like if you can't handle that how are you going to handle other stuff that's actually important you know what I mean so you know that's kind of one thing that I see is that usually when people are you know negative towards you and saying negative stuff towards you um usually what they're doing is you know revealing maybe that they're concerned but usually a lot of times it is you know they feel like they can talk to you this way for some reason right because you'll notice not everybody's gonna say that to you um not everybody thinks that it's their place to tell you what to do with certain stuff right and then other people think you know oh I can gaslight this person about this thing you know uh, it'll make me look better or make me seem better um, in status or standing and I'll get away with it you know they're not gonna call me on on my 
on my BS, they're too passive, they're not going to call me on this, you know, um, and for people to kind of think like that, and then they do it, like, I've, I've done that before, um, I used to gaslight people, especially when I was in, like, high school, um, I didn't know better, you know, I, I, I kind of felt like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, a little bit but you know the people around me who are adults I saw them and I was like you know these people you know I have family members and people in church you know, they're doing this all the time you know and so I used to do the same thing you know I would I, I remember one situation with my brother um at school um we went to the same high school at a certain point and there was this one classmate that you know, my brother likes break dancing, but he kind of likes his space with stuff too, which is fine. And he got into this crew of people who was really into break dancing, hip hop, and they would go to this certain room on campus and they would practice. And I didn't go over there or bother them, but um, I remember he mentioned somebody that I had in my class that they were. Um, you know, um, he mentioned somebody that was in one of my classes because I was a senior at the time and my brother was a junior and he mentioned somebody, um, that, you know, hangs out with that hip hop crew. Um, and I remember saying to, um, that person in my class, you know, oh, do you know my brother? Like, and they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, he said he knows you, and like, this is his name, and he looks like this, and like, um, this is his last name or something like that. Like, um, you know, because we have the same last name. Um, and I guess he went to my brother and told my brother, um, that I had told this classmate um my brother's not his nickname but his full name and then like how to pronounce our last name kind of thing and it was kind of like you know I don't know if people were teasing about it or just mentioning it because it's not like American and it doesn't sound like like any other names you've ever heard and so like for most people and so I kind of mentioned it and like you know, my brother came back. He wasn't, like, mad, but he was just like, oh, yeah, so-and-so told me um, that you said this or that you, whatever. You know, he kind of, I didn't think he was mad, but he just kind of came to me and said that. And I was like, and I was like, no, I didn't or whatever. And I was, and he was like, yeah, you did. He told me that you said that, you know, <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't really have any response because I was just like, well, yeah, I did say that and, like, you know, um, like I wasn't trying to like, like embarrass my brother or whatever. I don't know what I was trying to do. I was just talking to somebody in class that, you know, like, like, I don't know. I was struggling kind of socially at that school. Uh, didn't really have a crew to kind of belong to. I kind of was, um, more into my other friends and was kind of like, well, I'm only going to be at this school for like two years. So I didn't really care to meet that many people. And I was the first people I met were kind of jerks 
and I kind of just never got into meeting other people. I was like, you know, I don't really need to know a lot of people at this school because um, I have other friends outside here and, you know, I didn't really let people in. I didn't really try to socialize too much, um, but yeah, like I was probably pretty insecure about it. Like once my brother was going there, cause he probably noticed like I was kind of doing my own thing and he was kind of doing his own thing with his friends. But like, I wasn't like super active with those people. Um, so yeah, like I didn't really, like I wasn't, I was involved in some like two of the Bible groups on campus, but like, yeah, I didn't really like socialize with people too much like I was pretty anxious and nervous and just a bit withdrawn um and I wasn't happy about it but I did have friends outside of the school and I had people at the school who kind of like knew me and tried to talk to me and stuff but I just really didn't you know um like I kind of talked to people in class who sat like maybe in front of me or next to me and I would talk to people kind of like before class but uh, or like after class, like after school a little bit and stuff, but I wouldn't say that there was anybody that I routinely had lunch with or that I was like hanging out with all the time. Like there was one person that I kind of had lunch with a lot, um, that I tried to talk to and she didn't really talk much. Um, and we were in one of the same clubs together. Um, and then we ended up going to the same uh, I think it was the same person. We ended up going to the same university, uh, like three years after, uh, uh, we both went to UCI. And so I saw her there. She was also in another, uh, Christian club at that campus. And so, um, we weren't like friends necessarily, but we were kind of friends, like socially awkward friends that weren't really too close. But I tried to get to know her, but she just was, you know, keeping her distance. So I kept my distance as much as she did. So I'd say, like, I had, like, one friend that was kind of, like, solid, um, but not super close. Like, um, but there were other people that, you know, I went to that high school with. Like, that, those were my last two years of high school. Um, I was just real socially awkward, and things weren't really unfolding the way that I had intended them to unfold. And there were just so many more students and it was, you know, I went from a school that was super small where I had like five people in my 10th grade class, maybe 10 people in my ninth grade class, super small class sizes. I knew everybody. I was around for a while. So everybody kind of knew me, knew my family. Um, and so, yeah, everybody was, you know, I came from kind of that from people kind of knowing me better and kind of like a small town vibe in a big city kind of thing uh small town as in like I grew up around a small close-knit group of church folk and was socialized around them and their you know the adults the kids and everything like that and so I came from that very churchy environment where my school was connected to church and I was very involved in church and I saw the same people seven days a week pretty much um, and other people that I saw the other days that were like maybe different people for Sunday Sports League or 
different days of the week that would pick up their kids or whatever it's like I knew who they were associated with or where they came from and stuff like it was a whole world that I was a part of that you know when I went to this public school I was just like I thought I was going to be like popular and that the ways that I was communicating and interacting at those other schools was um you know at the at the religious school I I kind of assumed that you know it was nice to be sarcastic and like just kind of saying like off-color stuff you know like I didn't really know that there was something wrong with it like I felt internally that I was like this is not authentically me like I'm much more of a sensitive caring person like I remember saying something to some girl that I went to the religious school with that also ended up at the at the pub at the public school and we kind of ran into each other and I remember saying something to her like like oh yeah like aren't um aren't Ethiopians the ones that like look weird or whatever like things like that like and I was like or maybe it's Somalians and then I kind of was like oh yeah I think my one of my family members said that or something and I'm just like you know I don't really think that you know <laughs> I don't think that at all but I would say stuff like that and then I kind of noticed she was like a little offended by it because she's Ethiopian and like she never talked to me again after that and I I don't blame her you know but like stuff like that like I would say stuff like that because I was raised in an environment with people who you know would say stuff like just whatever the heck would come to their mind they would say it it didn't matter if it was hurtful or rude and you know I got away from that real quick like I stopped doing that at a certain point I was like I don't need to interact like that because that's just not you know I don't feel right about it it's not polite people are uh, maybe not um, too open about this Um, but yeah um I think I think that's you know enough to really mention but you know I really I really do think that people you know say certain stuff because they think they can get away with it that's the first thing um the second thing I would say is that people um uh like people can kind of pick up on your energy too um but it depends what kind of place they're in how they're going to respond so I've noticed for myself because I'm pretty calm and even usually people with like narcissistic traits like that because they think oh I can take advantage of this situation I can have this person in my life and I'm definitely going to get what I want out of this you know um they like that um they like um being able to gaslight people they like that kind of stuff uh they enjoy it and they don't intend to stop it um like I 
I'm glad that there's a lot of stuff that I stopped doing. Um, but you know, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of all the dumb shit I've said to people in in the past or, you know, when I've been too direct, I'm not like happy about it, but it's also like something I've had to learn. Uh, you know, but I do think when you're a pretty sensitive and calm person, um, other people see that and they take it different ways. Like some people like you more, they need, they want you around, they enjoy your presence more. And then there's other people who are going to just keep on trying to get a rise out of you. And that makes it hard to be authentic because if you have people who are kind of like, you don't really know what their intentions are. Like usually for me, that's why it's, it's best for me, for myself to kind of keep to myself more for a while, like quite a few months until I really get to know somebody. And then I'll be like, okay, like now I can kind of like be more of myself, you know, um, like more open about what I do and sharing about like what I do and stuff. So yeah, that's just kind of how I see it. Um, but yeah, like ultimately I don't really know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how, how I see it. Um, and I'm taking a long time to talk about these types of stories and stuff because it's like, you know, I'm at fault of things too, but you know, I try not to be at a lot of recent fault. Um, I'm still not perfect, of course, you know, and I don't think I ever will be, but you know, I try to be careful with people for sure. Like there was, there were definitely points in my life where I was like, I wasn't really considering if I was being kind or generous or sensitive or compassionate I was just kind of like talking to people however I wanted to talk to them which was usually nice like like I, I didn't really tend to have a problem making friends like I'd say those last two years of high school well junior year because senior year I didn't even hardly like the second half of my senior year I was out of school by lunch um because I was done with all my classes but um, yeah, like, um, yeah, we, we do tend to be social, social beings and it can just be difficult sometimes because everybody has different social needs, social styles. Um, and so that's definitely something to consider. But with that, Thanks for listening.